What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Smart Mark Talk, brought to you by Elite Wrestling Audio. It is July 2nd, 2023, and we are back at it again. We're going to be talking about some money in the bank, some forbidden door, and of course, our favorite show of the week. It's your boy Val Cisco alongside me with your boy Jay. How you doing, my brother? I'm doing good, bro. Like, I didn't even realize it's July 2nd, bro. Time's going by fast. Damn. Mm -hmm. It is. It is. It's, it's our it's our traditional great American bash, if you will. America. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I'm I'm doing good, bro. I'm chilling on this rainy Sunday out here. It was good with you, over. Good. How's everything over there, too? Not that bad. So it's a it's a pretty hot day over here, about 118 degrees in Arizona. But Hi, we chilling. <laughs> yeah, hot damn indeed. We had the good. AC flowing. Thank good. the Lord and. It's not that bad. The is good. The Lord is good. <laughs> You're telling me I can go out there and throw a steak on the street and some, you know, eggs and get sunny side up off the street, bro? Yeah. That's that's wild. 118? With some scorpions. <laughs> some crickets. <laughs> Delicacies over here. <laughs> I remember, bro, when that just say scorpion, I remember when I was living in Texas, there was a baby scorpion in my crib. I lost it. I was like, get this fucker out. <laughs> bro, not today. Know? Yeah, not not up in here, like, you know, because immediately I thought about you know my doggos and stuff, and I'm like, nah, son, you know, and I, I don't, I don't, I, I'm that type of dude. I'm such an empath that I can't, I can't kill a rope, I can't do nothing. But I'm like, nah, bro, you gotta get the hell up out of here. I think that's the first time I broke my own code. <laughs> like, not, not to scare you before you just to Arizona again, but my daughter recently, about a, what I want to say six months ago, was walking out the car. And she was like, oh, man, like, I feel something, like, crawling up my leg. And she kicked it. And I oh, guess it was God, a goddamn no. tarantula. It was a tarantula. No. <laughs> she punted a tarantula. No. I would have lost it, bro. <laughs> but, yeah, it's wild out there, bro. Yeah, it is. Except coming home from work, step on a little rattlesnake. Like, bro, what the hell? <laughs> Looking at you like you're the wrong one. We're like, you the wrong one. <laughs> Rolling up in my vicinity. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> but I'm good though, man. I'm glad you're doing good, bro. That's good, brother. Well, speaking about rolling up in each other's vicinities, man. When we have two companies like AEW and the WWE rolling up on each other's vicinities, when I say vicinity, I say it from the European persuasion, from the London, England persuasion. It is interesting. Cheerio, Cheerio mate. And definitely, you know, you gotta give gotta give that love to london and england right now because they are getting the world of worlds right now between these two companies with all in setting up to be a huge pay-per-view in wembley and of course with money in the bank that just passed a day ago man it seems like your sound from london is the big hotbed right now for pro wrestling and a possible wrestlemania in the works i don't know buddy how do you feel about this 
Yeah, it really does, bro. It feels like London European wrestling right now is like a hotbed for these companies to go out there, you know. And this is good for them because they're rabid wrestling fans as well. You know, we just don't see it as much. So I'm happy for the European fan base that's getting all this love. And I mean, it's good. You know, like I asked you the question yesterday, like, do you think all this traveling to London, AEW sparked the fire up under WWE's ass because they weren't out there for such a long time? You know, we even had Cena come out and talk about it. But um, whatever it is, the fans are winning. Man. How do you feel? It's weird because like I, I love the fact that the fans are winning up there. You know, they're they're getting this fight that's happening between two companies. But at the end of the day, they're getting so much different variety of wrestling out there, um, with so many different wrestlers attached to their to their companies, and uh, an essence of loyalty as well too. Like we're the better company. We're the better company. I, I think it's just a win win for fans. I'm. You know, something happened yesterday in the press conference for Money in the Bank, not to go into further into Money in the Bank just yet, but, you know, Triple H was talking about um, the logistics of having a, having a WrestleMania up in London and how it's hard. And I was really trying my best to really wrap my head about, around, like, how hard it could be. Is the fact that it's a travel thing. It's the fact that it's the time difference thing. Because at this point in time, I think... If you are a loyal fan or just even a casual fan to watch pay-per-views or premium live events for the WWE at least, you're already conditioned to having like a time frame where you're there. You're going to sit down. Like us yesterday, we sat down early in the morning, afternoon. We enjoyed some wrestling. It really didn't bother us whatsoever. So if you were to have like a two-day WrestleMania around that time, I don't think it would bother me. Would it bother you? Uh, it wouldn't bother me because, like you said, that I'm trying to wrap my head around what you said that it would be hard, and I'm trying to look at every angle. But it would not bother me because it's WrestleMania, and this is already embedded in our DNA as wrestling fans. That you know, WrestleMania day, I'm not doing much, or if I'm doing something, you know, I'm doing it fast because I'm gonna be huddled around the TV watching wrestling. So I don't think it would be hard whatsoever. Honestly, like the only thing is that. I'm thinking and I, you know, how I think um, it would probably be hard in the sense where maybe trying to get celebrities out there because, you know, WWE is synonymous with celebrities, WrestleMania as well, pop culture clashes, you know, so maybe that would be it. Like, you know, to bring celebrities like, okay, we can, we're in the States, so we can get them out here faster, but as opposed to London or something. But besides that, that's the only thing I can come up with. I don't see nothing else being a problem. I was trying to think of it as well, too. Maybe it's a visa issue, but they go on tours, you know, to the UK all the time. So, you know, I don't think that should be an issue as well, too. Having all hands on deck for a whole week or a week and a half of of wrestling. I mean, I don't see the issue in that as well, too. I just think it's going to be a... I can see a fan issue, like if there's fans that, you know, are synonymous of WrestleMania being at nighttime and just being on that 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 nightly watch, like that that evening watch of sitting down, getting a couple of brewskis and sitting down, just having a good time, like the Super Bowl, then I can see it. But at the end of the day, like I said, the WWE has conditioned you to watch like a Money in the Bank, like a SummerSlam, like a uh, um, Clash of the Castle or Superstar Showdown, things in Australia, things in, you know, London, things in hell. Remember the NXT season in Japan um, when they used to do those oh, takeovers yeah. in Japan? Like, we, I think we've been conditioned over the last five years that we can deal with the change, especially with time zones and follow the product without a problem. If anything, yeah. it's a benefit, an early show, and then you can yeah. relax the rest of the day. She. Yeah, I, I agree, man. Like, I don't see nothing that's hard because, like, that's a perfect example right there. I remember that NXT win 
with the Brock one, the what was it, the Beast in the East or something yes, like that? Or, yes. <laughs> like, yeah, so I don't know what it is, but or maybe it's, you know, just the work he's doing that just to keep the fans on edge to see. Maybe, maybe not. So but I don't think it's hard. But before we get into Money in the Bank and our thoughts on that, uh, we did give some predictions for a little show called Forbidden Door last Sunday. And, you know, our predictions were pretty spot on in some cases. But I, I got to say, the event as a whole, from top to bottom, although we did have some uh, sub cards subject to change, especially with the Adam Cole situation, I thought from top to bottom it was a pretty damn good show. I want to get your thoughts on it, man, because... I know you've been hot and cold with AEW lately, and this still has something to do with the European persuasion as well, too, with one Will Ospreay, but um, I gotta get your thoughts, because this show was a great collaboration. I think it was a much better collaboration than they did last year. Uh, I'm gonna just be honest off the rip. I enjoyed it. I loved it. About it. But there was only... There was one thing in the back of my mind, and some wrestlers from New Japan kind of proved it, where some were just working very lazy and i'm like mm-hmm. are you really invested in this or do you just want to get this out the way because we know they had a uh, fantastic mania in uh cmll in mexico you know a, a few weeks after that which went down this friday so i'm like are y'all more invested in that or what is it but maybe it's just my feelings i don't know mm-hmm. but regardless of how i felt the show was good the matches were fun i enjoyed it like if you're a aw european fan like you said new japan it you know best of both worlds it, w- it was a great cl- uh, clash I, I i couldn't agree w- more with you on that point because even with the lack of build and the match placements and even some of the matches there i think most of them were pretty bangers i think the only ones that really that i could deal without and just say well okay I don't see what you guys were going with there or maybe the lack of like you said um enthusiasm for some of these wrestlers it really did catch you off guard as well too but the only match that i could think of that really gave me that feeling was a sonata versus um jungle boy jack perry i know we got the turn at the end but the match itself left something to be desired for 100 percent. that was one that was very i'm just gonna do this because of my contractual obligations from sonata's part Sonata felt disrespected. Sonata did not want to be there. Sonata just completed it to complete it, the professional that he is, you know, because we know his sweep. And he was like, Jack Perry, uh, Jack Perry, come on, bro. Anybody could have taken this. And I got to fight this dude who I really don't know. So he felt disrespected. And he does have, like, you know, one of the most prestigious prizes in the wrestling world. So that match, very weird, very weird. Let's just talk about that match. We'll start from here. Like, very weird. And then I'll just give you my other one where I felt like it was lazy working. Um, that match was very weird because we had that drama coming into it. Um, and then it wasn't the best match. I mean, I was liking Sonata because I haven't watched Sonata wrestle in a minute, you know, since he changed his new gimmick looking like, you know, Antonio Noki. Like, but it was a weird match. I don't know if, like, I, I don't know what it was. It just never took off. It was always... It felt, you know, flat. It didn't take mm-hmm. off. It didn't hit the next level. Um, for me, also, it was a bad showing for AEW because if this is one of your pillars that you brag about so much, you got your pillar 
wrapped up with his booty all out getting his fucking ass kicked literally in the air you know I'm like this is your pillar bro this is your pillar I get it I get it it's a move it's done it's done in New Japan yeah but come on like this is your pillar bro and then this is the worst part of all your pillar gets pinned by a moonsault I'm like whoa what is going on here bro like it just made Jungle Boy look terrible honestly man give me your thoughts like what do you think? Uh, I put the blame on both as well, too. I mean, it's hard for me to put too much blame on Jack Perry. I feel like he was just put in a position where he shouldn't have been in. And I get that the eventual turn at the end was supposed to be the crux of it. But really, you could have waited for Dynamite for that, right? Like, at the end of the day, he could have salted his loss, and that's about it. We could have waited for that, right? So the match itself, I felt really weird because, like you said, too, with, the, with this gimmick change of Sonata taking himself more seriously this is like one of the first times where you see sonata be the bigger person in a match like the taller stronger looking person in the match and you would have thought okay maybe they could play to that a little bit like he can be the guy that's strong arming jungle boy throughout the whole match ragdolling him as much as possible the big power spots and then of course we play the role of jungle boy being you know the innocent person trying to get that one win to prove to everybody and that never came across from both athletes whatsoever you take that away you have jungle boy who or jack perry now as he wants to call himself straight up no more jungle boy um he's still a bye <laughs> uh, yeah, we can talk about that 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 heel switch up too. That's dead on arrival. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, you know, the moonsault I'm not too mad about. It's just it wasn't just the the oh my god moment that was lacking. It was just even from an announcer standpoint, they were bigging up in um this new move that Sonata has that he's been using as well too as his new finisher. And they were like, we're gonna see it tonight. And he does the moonsault, which is, you know, his his Keiji Mudo reference right there. Since he that's his idol, that's his mentor. So I get it. You know, the great Muda, that was his, you know, maneuver as well too to win matches. So he's been using that a lot of times in the older days and his older gimmick but we were expecting that new move to pop out like the announcers were saying and when he hit the moonsault you know I don't even know that I just feel like the match was like you know what just count to three this is as good as it's gonna get it never hit the the, the second gear it never got the drama never got the crowd invested as well too it was just a match just to showcase Sonata I guess but let me say this if this is a match to showcase New Japan's greatest wrestler right now they're their number one wrestler their number one guy their new ace if you will they did a horrible job if anything he felt like a nobody he was like this is your champion hell shingo felt more important on this card than than your boy um than your boy sonata and that's saying something because shingo was in a nothing match as well too yeah it's just it's, it's just weird bro it's weird elements like we know sonata could go we know uh jungle boy can go this is weird elements. I think it's a match where, like you said, you know, Jungle Boy may be put in an awkward position and Sonata feeling disrespected. And sometimes these feelings come through and, it, you know, and, and it translates to the ring and they're like, just let's get this over with. And the fact that he didn't hit his new finisher, he just went into business with himself. He's like, I'm not showing you this. He, he, he was inadvertently saying that this dude is not worth my time for me to hit. You fans are not worth my time you know for me to hit this new move so 
he saved that, it, bro. But as a champion, do you feel like that's right? Like if you're uh, if you're representing the company and you're carrying yourself to a certain standard, shouldn't you make chicken salad? Well, it was a chicken shit turned to chicken salad uh, in yeah. a Brock Lesnar term right there. Like, shouldn't yeah. you go out there and you know? give the best matches possible because you're representing the best of the best of your company instead of just ham and egging it you should you should you know but we're in a new era you know i'll just i'll, I'll channel take away a new era that a lot of these wrestlers are just kind of prima donnas and their feelings are very hurt you know <laughs> back then back then we used to have wrestlers you know wrestle with their enemy you stole my wife you're sleeping with my shorty you bang her right now but i gotta wrestle you and you know they still did a professional job back then it's, it's just the breed of wrestlers like you know look at cm punks look at look at sonata obviously fucking who else but they just get hurt very fast bro and i mean you should you should but then again you look at it like wow my company almost kind of low-key disrespected me as well by putting me in this and agreeing to this you know so it's just a weird predicament bro like i hate when stuff like this goes down because then we get the crappy end of the stick I find it funny too because um, I think that Sonata is being disrespected on both both areas, whether it's the American audience or even the Japanese audience, or the powers that be as well too. Because even recently, New Japan just um, announced their newest versions of the Three Musketeers, and I found that hilarious that Sonata was not even mentioned whatsoever. I wouldn't call him old, but I wouldn't call him young either. I use just right in the middle, so maybe he just feels lost in that picture. But when you have Yoda, when you have Renderita, when you have Shota Unamo in there as well too, and they're like labeled as the next big three, the next people to take New Japan to the next level and beyond in the company, you know, the powers to be that say, watch these guys for the next 10 years, and your name, your main champion is not part of that? That shit's hilarious. But let's just be honest, it's just you know, reinforces what I said. The only reason why Sonata's champion because he's reminiscent of Vance Yoki. That's it. <laughs> you know, I, I, bro, come on, that's it. You not? I mean, maybe, maybe. Let's just look at it this way. Maybe he just transcends the Three Musketeers. He's champion. He's our face right now, so he doesn't have to be in that kind of like you know. You get what I'm saying? Maybe, maybe. <laughs> just, just, just try to defend the cat. But let's just be honest, bro. They just threw the strap on this dude because it was a. Holy shit moment. You look like this guy. Let's throw the strap on him. You know? Uh, so I don't I don't feel he's valued as a champ, bro. And I don't think he won't be champ for, for long enough. Long time. Uh, I mean, I've never agreed with the fact that he should have been champ in the first place. I I I I know you were more big on Sonata than I was, but I always saw Sonata was a semi-joke. If not a joke, he was an upper mid-card person. But then, hey, when you fucking put the title on people like Evil for no goddamn reason, who do absolutely shit with that title and still is doing absolutely shit, might as well make his former tag team partner fucking champion, Mr. Golden Cyburns from two years ago, is now your champion? Get the fuck out of here. But all right. Evil had a nice match not too long ago. Yeah, you gotta be here. Like, but yeah, it's a very weird situation. So I'ma just do you wanna you know oh, tell me other anything one. else? Okay. Uh, the other one for me where I felt very disrespected was the Naido, Chris Jericho, freaking that 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 match, bro. Yeah. Like I felt super disrespected because you know me, like I I, I like Naido and uh-huh. you know we didn't get him last year. We got him this year. He was working very lazy this match. I, I, you know, felt disrespected because this is the man that I sat here and said, 
we need him to complete a forbidden door and we get him. So I, as a fan, I feel very disrespected because you were working super fucking lazy. Like there was even one moment where, you know, he could engage with Chris Jericho, but what did he do? He just rather jump outside the rope and just throw himself on the ground and say, fuck it, I'm not gonna do nothing. I'm not gonna initiate no action. Whether it's you're old, whether it's you're injury prone, whether your body's hurting, it's still fucking lazy, bro. Because you got bow legged, like MJF says, Tanahashi out there doing moonsaults, doing frost flashes, doing the damn thing, bro. All you did is one destiny. That not even, I think, you didn't even connect it, bro. So super fucking lit, bro. I felt disrespected. I'm like, nah, this 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 is what you come out here to do. And then this is the thing, though. This is the thing. It just you know reinforces what I'm saying. Go to the CMLL Twitter. And then go look at the pictures of Fantastic Mania. And he over there having a blast, bro. Jesus, grinning, cutting promos in Spanish. I mean, I get it. That's like a second home to him. But, it is. But still, homie, like, fuck. You know, you disrespected me, Naito. <laughs> well, let's be honest. I know that's your boy, too. And I do love me some Naito as well, too. But I always felt like this guy was, was a person who never lived up to his potential. And I feel like New Japan gave this dude every opportunity to live up to the potential that he needed to. This guy, in all rights, should be surpassing Okada right now. He should be the number one person in New Japan wrestling. But whether it's injury prone, whether it's his backstage attitude, whether he just feels he's like hot and cold. Because he always feels hot and cold of wrestling. He always feels hot and cold of wrestling. And I think it's that lack of commitment and that lack of enthusiasm that makes new japan switch to somebody else that makes new japan say you know what we're gonna look otherwhere other uh, to other forces right now to hold the title or any title because we can't trust you being our number one guy and this match kind of proves it right now like it, yeah it's it's a throwaway match it really is it really is a throwaway match but at the end of the day you're gonna find something in this match to sink your teeth into whether it's your former feud with chris jericho cool that would have been fun you know going to town with but little things like me personally I love the interaction with Sting and, and um, your boy um, Suzuki. Oh, I enjoyed it with Guevara. Bro, bro, yeah, both of them right there. I, yeah. I think Sting's the type of person right now in his old age where he's like, minimal at best, I'll work. But when I'm there, I'm going to give it my 100%. Like, I may not be on every single card. I may not be in every big important match but when i'm here i'm gonna give a 500 i'm gonna fucking jump over ladders i'm gonna risk my life because this is this is what i love to do so when he gets a, a chance to to fucking go to town to a slap fest with minoru suzuki i'm there my eyes are glued to the fucking tv and darby and sammy always produce something good whether we care about them as pillars or not they have great chemistry together so the fact that naido couldn't pick anyone anyone in this match and say you know what let's let's fucking go i don't know and then you know what jericho is another one too like I, I see what you're saying about jericho i've been trying to ignore it not ignore it, but like just but like you know kind of defend him a little bit be more of an apologist like ah dude's getting older maybe his work rate is getting sloppy but you know he's still there but no i just feel like jericho is just there just to be there now yeah, man. It's like he doesn't want to let go. Yeah. You know, he's, he's literally becoming like the real life ranch Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it, it is a little bit shameful because you're not putting on good quality matches, you know? Like, your matches have not been that good. Um, for the Naito 
it just it just you know kind of goes back to the whole co- uh, you know I mean? it kind of goes back to the scenario <laughs> well, i got my thoughts on that but we know why um like it, it goes back to the sonata situation you um are coming out here but is it that he felt disrespected because he wasn't he said it. he was vocal for forbidden door one like nobody contacted him. what's up with that you know but maybe we see why you weren't contacted you know and now that you were you should have went out there and put a show on like you said revive your rivalry with chris jericho you're out here for american fans you're representing your brand you know do do you but no what you the the mark that you left on american fans is and i'm gonna speak because one of our boy jeremy says tell me why this guy is coming out dressed like a phantom like a ghost or something like that's that's what you left for american fans that don't know who you are and you're more than that and i took it personal bro i took it i know people say you know but that's why we're wrestling fans and i was hyped and i took it personal man and this match throwaway as it is it could have been a fun match there's look look at look at um the, the the zero hour zero hour that's what it's called yep right zero hour zero hour all throwaway fucking matches those guys went out there had fun did their thing man i tell you what this should have been on the zero hour and your boy shingo uh takahashi and everything should have been on the main card yeah that that match was fun it was full of energy and those are the type of people that you need to display on your main card bro look at shingo shingo went out there did the damn thing that and that match was like what less than 10 minutes i think Yep, about seven minutes, yeah. Yeah, come on, bro. Nah, nah, you don't disrespect me, bro. But sorry for that rant. No, I'm not sorry. Not sorry. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. I'm not sorry. <laughs> I'm going to give you my top four matches of the night. Um, I won't go too much into it because I do want to talk to you about the, the main ones, but I'll say right off the rip. Um, in no particular order, but I guess the last one will probably be the best one. So, like, CM Punk and Kojima, I absolutely loved. I thought this was a perfect time for Punk to play a heel, and he plays a dick so well. Um, Kojima, Kojima being, like, the fucking sympathetic baby face, like, the well-rounded, you know, well-traveled veteran trying to, you know, advance and, you know, get one more spot in the limelight again with the whole and hard tournament. And, you know, taking on this punk where literally a punk who's just making fun of everything he does. I loved it. From the lariats for him saying, Kojima, lariat, <laughs> the screaming. This is what I like about punk. Babyface punk just cheering everybody. Like, everybody cheer for me. Yay. Never gave a fuck about that because it just doesn't work for him. But punk is a dick. Love it. Love it. Love it. Like, yeah. Hey, art imitates life sometimes and it works right there. So, you know, the match, even though like the finish was kind of weird, a lot of these finishes are kind of weird. I appreciated it. Um, I really, I really love the Tony Storm and Willow Nightingale match. I think these girls beat the shit out of each other. Um, I thought it was a fun match. I thought all the players involved were great as well, too. But Tony Storm continues to look like a badass and a right champion, the right person to put that belt on going forward. I think she's finally come into herself. I think she is a person that that knows that she is the top dog in the company right now. And um, she carries herself in a level as a young person, she's not even 27 years old. She carries herself as a veteran, as a locker room leader, and I love that. And Willow, Willow is gonna be a star. Give her one more year, she's gonna be running AEW straight Bro, she, up. She's already wrestling Julia from Stardom, so mm-hmm. big things. Mm-hmm. Two, uh, number two match, it's gonna be Osprey and, and Omega, but I know a lot of people will probably put that at number one. I loved it. I thought it was a great match, uh, even with the crazy shenanigans that were happening in the match. I still feel like it was a great moment for Osprey. It was a 
brutal match to look at that I need an ibuprofen to, to myself to finish the match because it was so brutal. That Tiger Driver um, 97 was fucking demolishing. Um, and then, of course, my favorite is going to be the Danielson and, and Okada. Even though it, it, it seemed like it was a slow-paced match, I understood why it was slow-paced, and I just like how methodical it was. But those are my four. Mm, interesting. I thought you were the one with your boy Orange Cassidy. Yeah, let me stop. <laughs> Bro, listen. That would have been a great triple threat match. Mm-hmm. But your boy Garcia is just running. If there's anything we could agree with Jeremy, I really do think it's this. The fact that the homeboy <laughs> is just doing the Macarena, as he says, that he is doing the struts while in the ring, while fighting, and we're supposed to be taking him serious. It's not helping him whatsoever. I get it. It's a comedic side to him that's supposed to give him character. But a match like this where you have all these prestigious champions here, and even Orange Cassidy's not doing dick shit. He's just actually wrestling. There's no reason for you to be doing dick shit like this. Nah, bro. That match dropped his stock horrendously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. So my matches. All right, all right, all right. I'm gonna jump into what I got. All right, my. T- I had a few good matches that I really did enjoy, and you know I'm gonna just start off with um the eight man tag from the Zero Hour, the Embassy versus Chaos. That match was fun with Swerve Scott. I think that was a great match to start the Zero Hour to start off the night period. You know, um these dudes understood the assignment we're not on the main card let's go out there have fun let's show off what we can do and i think they had a blast man you know even with desperado because he has his beef with chaos but involved in this match with chaos so like reluctantly i think that match was very fun bro and man um brian cage is starting to grow on me again bro i think i think he's in where he should be though that's the thing Mm -hmm. like you get what i'm saying i think he's in where he should be and he's starting to shine in excel and this embassy is doing good so um yeah that's one match for me that i had fun and i enjoyed um el phantasmo sue racing that was a very nice singles match seven minutes short and sweet but i do like it a lot because it um accented both players Stu grayson is a stud he's coming on what, what what's the name of the group i keep forgetting i'm reckoning the awake no awakening no i'm gonna call him joseph c from far cry yeah there yeah. you go <laughs> like, i think showing people groups like this you know and it, it shines a little bit on roh so i think that was a great showing for the companies you know i'm looking at the bigger picture so that was pretty cool of course you know um takahashi lingo renable shingo that match was fucking fun i think that match was a, a hundred shingo hard hitting the colorful character that takahashi is you know short and sweet with united against united empire they went out there did the damn thing it's a shame that this card was not on the ma- this fight was not on the main card bro but um as for the main card um one that i had low expectations was the elite versus uh bcc I mm. think that them dudes went out there, hit each other hard, tore the house down. What happened? I said BCC. No, <laughs> no, no. I was just to get my man boiled egg. What's up? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, nah. I said BB. Like, you see, you messed me up right now. <laughs> I ain't full no hangman. <laughs> yeah, no, but um, yeah, your boy uh, Tomohiro Ishii, bro. Like, I think I was, you know, I wasn't looking forward to this match really at first, but I think it turned out into a great match um hard hitting you know uh i like this this bcc bro like it's growing on me um 
with the addition of uh, which was man, yeah, and Osuke. Yeah, and I think it's just good. It was phenomenal. It was great wrestling. This was like really the wrestling match for me, and I think it was great fan service, and I enjoyed it. Um, what else? I'm just trying to go through these quicks because I don't want to eat up time. Um, doo, 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 doo. Oh, of course, da, da, da. that's a default. Will Ospreay, Kenny Omega. Um, I think that match so far match of the year right now. I don't think there's anything right now that I've seen um, that's competing with this that I've seen up until now. Uh, match of the year, great storytelling, brutal, hard hitting. Um, just seeing finally Osprey, you know, conquer that, saying like, if you can beat Kenny Omega, you're the best in the world. So just seeing that. I would have to say maybe the Don Callis shenanigans rubbed me off the wrong way a little bit. Like, you should just let these dudes go. Mm-hmm. But great match. Great match. That, that like like you said, bro, that you need an ibuprofen, I needed a cigarette after that, bro. I felt sapped <laughs> of energy. Yeah, I was like, bro, like, I was like, I, I need a bogey. Like, the, the, the Ben Affleck, where you just out there, like, yeah. <laughs> looking hit. Yeah. That that's how that match left me, man. It was phenomenal. Like you said, that Tiger Driver, brutal, hard hitting. There was color, um, great spots. Dudes were not giving an inch, hitting each other with their finishes, kicking out. It, it was just excellent, did, man. Yeah. Did it live up to your personal expectations? I mean, did it live up to my personal expectations? I will say it felt a little bit short compared to the other past matches that I've seen. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't know if it was that we did it on American soil. Or, or the shenanigans for Don Callis. Well, it wasn't American soil; it was Canadian soil. Um, you know, you know what I meant. But um, or the shenanigans of Don Callis lingering, hovering over this match. But I don't feel that it had the caliber as I've seen in the past, like a Wrestle Kingdom. So I, that, and I say maybe the soil because you know these are two names that are synonymous with New Japan in the European scene. So, but it, but it was a great match nonetheless. I get that. I get that. I, I yeah. think the, the 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 venue still to me is the the culprit to a lot of these matches. I think not to say that the Canadian crowd wasn't riled up because they were. They were they were great. They're a great crowd. But I, I still stand by it right now. I get it. They were pro Kenny Omega crowd. They were pro you know elite crowd. That's cool. Rock and roll. But like at the end of the day, like if you would have put this in L.A., especially with the New Japan L.A. Dojo being there. I think they would have been more receptive to both Osprey and Omega. I think the crowd would have been split in a way where we wanted it to be. And the same yeah. way if you would have brought it in New York, New York, these 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 wrestling crowds like New York and LA, even in Chicago at some points, but I feel like Chicago likes to go into business for themselves. But New York and LA always bring the best out of like a very decisive crowd. You know, I'm gonna go for this person, I'm gonna go for that person, not because personal interest because these are my favorite wrestlers like these are my favorite wrestlers and i think we needed that that high stakes with this match because in japan we the audience very respectful you're not going to get that what we get in 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 the states or in canada north america we're not going to get that reaction they're very respectful they clap you know they appreciate the style of wrestling the storytelling but over here you want that that chaos you want the crowd to be part of the show. And I feel like that was a missed opportunity for that match. That To me, that would have been, with, with that crowd involvement, it would have made match, match of the night for me. Now, do you think this match would have been better in All Out? All Out is the one that's in London, right? I do. I really well, uh, Yes. 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 Uh, all in. All in. All in. Yes. Okay, all in. Yes, 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 yes. A thousand percent. I, I, I feel that although it would have been a very pro Osprey crowd, 
I think that fan base is a little bit more educated, especially with Kenny Omega. I still think that Kenny Omega would have had a great turnout with fans cheering for him as well too because of the level of respect they have for him and the work that he's produced over the last 10 years across seas whether it's europe whether it's you know asia whether it's everywhere like the guy is a traveler a traveling champion so i feel like on default he gets that respect i think it would have been a better crowd agreed dude is wrestling god bro because mm-hmm. that guy like that guy like what uh a six star from the Meltzer? Six I think or? so. Yeah. Because we know the highest ones is him and Okada, then this one now. And I feel like there was a 6.9 somewhere. Or am I bugging? Like, but I, I'm sure Kenny Omega was in there too. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was like the last Osprey match they had. <laughs> yeah, exactly, bro. But, um, and then, you know, the main event. Super, super hyped for it. I think the fact that, you know, it, it delivered, but we know why, for me at least. I feel like, you know, I didn't get the match that I was looking forward to, obviously because Daniel Bryan was injured mm-hmm. and like he had the broken arm. So, but the fact that he went 27 minutes with, with Okada with a broken arm shows you one bad mother, you know, shut your mouth, bro. Like that's, that's wild. So, I mean, it still turned out good, but for me, I was like expecting a bit more, but things like this happen and I can't be mad or resentful. You get what I'm saying? So, but it was a great main event, bro. It, it, it was, it was fire. I think the only reason why it tops the Omega match, maybe just because the importance that we kind of elaborated on the last podcast, please guys check it out. We give our previews and predictions of why we think these people should go over. Um, I just feel like this cemented, it really cemented um, um, Brian Danielson as one, if not the, but one of the best wrestlers in the world. And you can't take that away from him. He, he won't let you. Like, he doesn't need a title. <laughs> no title. No, whether it's New Japan, whether it's AEW, whether it's WWE. No title means anything right now because this was his crowning achievement. This was his king of the ring. This was his moment right there. Like, you can't take this away from him. And injury, yeah. Match was fucking snug and solid. Um, a lot of drama in the match as well, too. I love how the submission base was happening in the match from both wrestlers as well, too. I love how Okada really was not phoning it in. You talk about people that were phoning it in. I don't think Okada was phoning it in. I think Okada had a great time in this match. I think this is why New Japan relies on Okada so much. It's because he's a fucking yep. professional. He's a stud. The dude goes out there and says, this is my job to make you look good and me look good. And if we can do that together and make magic, we get money. We get money for doing this shit. People fucking stop. People need to fucking realize, like, all these fucking marks out here, all these fucking kids out here, all these fucking people bitching about wrestling and shit like that. It's not this. It's not that. It's like if we got paid professionally to play video games, right? We're having fun. These dudes grew up watching wrestling. You know, Brian idolizing Bret Hart, submission-based wrestling. You know, Okada idolizing the greats, you know, Noki and whatnot. Giant Baba, all these people. And they get out there and they get to put on a show for people. A show physically and verbally as well too, but a show. And when you're having fun, when you're loving what you do, doesn't matter how much you make or or how long the match is. It just matters that these two people are having the absolutely best time in their life doing what they love. And it shows in their wrestling. 
And that's why it was match of the night for me because both guys looked like they were having fun. Both guys, both guys took this very seriously and both guys did their best to make each other look either unbeatable or the best. And last night, I cried, well, yesterday morning, excuse me, afternoon, whatever you want to say, even WWE tried to take a shot at Bray as well too. You know, with the whole, you know, mm. stack stack them pack him, whatever it was for Roman Reigns, and they showed a picture of him and Edge, um, Brian and Edge at WrestleMania being pinned. That don't matter, bro. It really don't matter, because at mm-hmm. the end of the day, Brian left a comfortable environment in the WWE to be uncomfortable somewhere else and challenge himself, and I think that's just brilliant. Yeah, and I mean, this is a dude that works for you, so you shouldn't be taking shots, you know? He left on whatever terms that he left on, but it was in negative terms, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's a little bit disrespectful. And right now, Bro, the, the fact that this dude transcends the title, transcends, you know, wrestling, he, he shouldn't worry about that shit, bro. It's, it's a little fucked up on WWE's part, man. But um, yeah, that that's that that's just Okada and Daniel Bryan for you, bro. Two professionals that transcend the sport. Like I said, they're bigger than titles. These wrestlers don't need a title to be synonymous and be over as hell, you know. So, but the match was good. Don't get me wrong. Very snug, submission based, at his hard hitting moments and um. It was just the, the the arm, but I'm not gonna let that get to me. Definitely, we saw Brian going over, tapping out Okada, which still to this day I can't I I can't fathom that, bro. I can't. I woke up the next day still in shock and all. Like, did I just really witness Brian tap Okada last night? I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm still shocked, bro. But we gonna we gonna run it back though. We gonna run it back. Oh yeah, that's, that's the story right there for Wrestle Kingdom. We gonna run it back. Now, I know you haven't been the the biggest Brian fan. I get that. I totally get that. Like, throughout his career. For a person that, let's say, has never been bought in with Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson, as a main eventer, do you think a match, uh, watching a match like this would change somebody's opinion on him? That's that's a good question. Um, Would it? No, I don't think so. Mm. Um... I don't think so for the fact that it's against somebody that some people may not be ed- educated with themselves, you know, against mm. an Okada. Mm-hmm. So if it's a very well knowledgeable wrestling fan, this could change their eyes for them. But for like, let's just say the casual viewer or somebody that's not really into Brian, they may be like, well, the dude can go, you know, but I still don't think that, you know, he's that guy. So okay. I, I, I just, you know, I'm, speaking about opponent if it was somebody else but i still don't think because i'm like man once you're not a brian's fan i don't think there's i think brian is a wrestler that you either love him or hate him mm, okay i get that yeah. i can i can see so, that yeah. but um i haven't been the biggest brian fan but his aw run has shown me that this dude you know is is a generational talent bro as they like to throw around now a lot and he's a phenomenal wrestler do i appreciate him is wrestling fuck yeah i do as a character maybe not so much <laughs> well here's the final moment right here if you need to slap the turnbuckle for forbidden door what would you give it i'm gonna slap it uh with the fun that i have for the zero hour um i'm gonna give i'm, I'm gonna give it a two bro i'm gonna give it a two i'm gonna give it a two i could have said two and a half slaps but eh, I think it stands at a two. I think a two is good enough for me. That's good. That's good. I'm going to slap it at two, two and a half. 
because it's a shocking moment with the tap at the end, I think that's what brings it to a two and a half for me. If you take that out, yeah, I give it a two. I, I mean, I have fun. I had fun with the event. I had a lot more fun than I thought I was. Hell, I have some more fun watching Tanahashi and MJF and, and, and a lot of times. <laughs> that match was great. For what it was. That match was pretty cool, yeah. <laughs> like, I think MJF was the perfect opponent for Tanahashi. Like, he's just yeah. a dickhead that doesn't do high spots. That just wants to try to tap Yato uh, or try to get cheap wins. That works. That works for a character like Tanahashi right now. So, yeah, I, I'll, I'll give it to yeah, 2.5, 2 and a half right there. Taps right there. Slaps the turnbuckle because I had fun. Low expectations going in, but it was a fun, fun, fun event, though. I cannot wait for the next one. Hopefully, if this is going to be an annual thing, since it's the second one, we could put a little bit more mustard to it, man. We could just really pan out and iron out some stories going into do we, it. Do we go... Do we go... Do we go left field? Do we, since it's an annual event, we already know the fans are going to be invested. Do we start throwing some names that fans are not that synonymous with on the main card? Like, you know, like a David Finley, uh, you know, I'm going to stand by him, bro. Like, cause I love him. A Tamatonga, uh, freaking Master Wado. These people that, you know, a, a Doki, even though Doki was on Rampage, like, do we start bringing some names like this to have fun? Cause I feel I like we feel need like to have like, yes. I feel like this, yeah, I'm going to agree with you. We are, we are. We have to, actually, because from what we've seen already, I think this is probably the last time we're going to see a, a Tanahashi in a, in a big spot like this. I think if we're going to see a Tanahashi again, it's going to be in a mixed tag match or, like, you know, a multi tag match like that, you know, just protect him a little bit. Um, I think if we want some good single matches, the same thing goes for Suzuki. Like, I, I personally would have loved seeing Suzuki versus, like, I don't know, Sting on a one-on-one -on -one match. I thought they would have made a good seven-minute match. They would have had a great time. But, yeah, with these old heads, these known old heads that are slowly transitioning out of wrestling little by little, or at least getting into the fact that they're wrestling on a limited schedule, we need to do a Master Wado. We need to start bringing in the younger factions of the bullet club now the new bullet club as it is with the la dojo we need to start showcasing you know your wrens your your shotos and whatnot we need to show hell we need to put like single mat why didn't we get fucking takahashi versus orange cassidy like as i don't know that, that would have been, been great bro that would have been great we got that fatal four which was very very weird besides the zack saber and the sabata that was yeah. the only shining moment to then just you know have orange cassidy steal the win real quick mm, very but yeah i don't mind my tomohiro ishis but like at the end of the day like we could transition them out we could have really thrown in somebody else as well too just to showcase the new blood for new japan because we're gonna need that by next year i feel like we're gonna have a little bit more things panned out by next year i'll guarantee you this <laughs> You mm. could, we could go back to this podcast, and I guarantee you, I'll be correct. Your boy Sonata ain't champion, and your boy Sonata might be at best a never open weight champion by next year. Yeah, that's a little fucked up right there. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it right now. Hmm. A year. Mm -hmm. Okay, let me just fast forward a year with what New Japan got going on right now. I'm gonna say. You know what? Just for the sake, I'm gonna say nah, he's still gonna be yeah, it's hard. <laughs> Cause you, you got Okada in there, so it's I, hard. I, I got you, bro. Well see the G one's happening, right? So Yeah, the G one's happening right now, yeah. Okada's not gonna win a G one. If 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 Okada 
has a match is probably going to be against Brian Danielson at Wrestle Kingdom, which will be fantastic. I think that's the right match to make um, just to get that win back for the Japanese audience, right? So I think that should be locked in. So now mm-hmm. you have who should take on if Sonata remains champion for the next couple of months till Wrestle Kingdom for the next six months, which I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think Sonata is the person who's... in the main event. Okay, so... Uh... I still haven't seen the brackets for the G1. Like, who's in that bracket? Okay, yeah, I'll do this off off of them. You know, but I mean, I don't, right now, bro, right now, a year. I mean, anybody could come up in a year. Anybody could win the G1, but mm-hmm, it's very weird. It so is. I'm, I'm going to say he still may have it. I'm going to say close to it. I'm going to say he still may have it. You're going to have to really convince a lot of people. Like, if you would have went Wrestle Kingdom okada versus sonata and sonata gets that real legit win i won't say it's like a bad win that he got i'm just saying like a a big level high stakes crowning achievement because i don't think his title win was a crowning achievement i just think it was a spark of interest let's see if people can follow him but if he were to win against someone with value on a big stage yeah of course that would transcend him to the next spot but i don't think right now I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't see it. I, I think even a rub off with, with Omega would have worked as well, too, but I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't see it. Maybe he could prove me wrong within six months until Wrestle Kingdom comes, but yeah. right now, I don't see him carrying yeah. his company. It's going to be my man, Ishimori. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take, yeah. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take the great Okan. <laughs> don't play with me. <laughs> Wardrobe and all with the title. It works. It works even better. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, I, I I think that'd be nice, especially you know like symbolizing like the wardrobe and the story behind it and all that stuff, like you know warding off the evil spirits with the mask. Like yeah, I'm with that. Well, from July 1st now, from Canada all the way to London, England at the O2 Arena, we had Money in the Bank happen yesterday, and I gotta say, sir, another pay per view or or premium live event as I like to call them, where I had low expectations. <laughs> Sign up for your premium live events. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bobby. Um, Bobby. Dobby. <laughs> Dobby. You want to watch Bobby, have you ever heard of Antonio Noka? <laughs> oh. <laughs> He's Pearl Harbor sneaky out here, Bobby. <laughs> Money to bet. O2 Arena, July 1st. Um, low expectations going into this. And uh, it wasn't that, like, I didn't care about the matches, but, you know, we, we, we have learned our lesson with the it's WWE. It's WWE. Where we go and see the low expectations, even though it's been getting better gradually, of course. We just, we don't want to put all our cookies in the basket, right? Why not? So going into this i had low expectations i know you had some low expectations as well too coming out of it though i'm gonna say off the rip right here i had a lot more fun watching this than i had forbidden door uh yeah i i i, I second that nothing wrong with that statement because i had more fun watching this with the forbidden door yeah and but good tell me tell me I tell you this though, we came into this with low expectations because, like I said, it's the WWE brand. Mm-hmm. But whether, because I know you said this a long time ago, 
the spark that AEW gave WWE and the opportunities over opportunities to catch up mm-hmm. and surpass them. Yeah. WWE is showing, like I told you, aside from the raw product, take the raw product out, everything else, WWE is showing why it's the number one company in the world, or at least out here on this side, you know? It's showing why it is that juggernaut, why they have this rabid fan base, why it's the machine, why it's the brand that it is, because of great fucking wrestling that they've been putting on lately in production value bro that's what i saw yesterday with money in the bank you know too like you 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 asked at that point really well that you know AEW let just drop the ball they dropped the ball when it came to having that market to say you know what we can go toe-to-toe with you on a wrestling level and maybe not so much on a production level, but as far as storytelling and wrestling, we can go toe-to-toe with you. And they dropped that ball. And that's not just with the Bloodline story. You know, we could take the Bloodline story out of the equation right now. Let's just take that out. It was still mm-hmm. a fucking great event. Like, that main event didn't need to happen. And I was pretty satisfied with every match I saw. You know, you had a mixture of everything in there from, like, great wrestling. You had your chain wrestling, Intercontinental title match. You had... Your, your high spots and crazy car crash type matches with the money in the bank matches both of them you know you had a, you, your world heavyweight title match with Balor and fucking and uh, Rollins you had your whatever match to kind of I wouldn't say piss break but it was just a whatever throwaway match with Rhodes and and Dominic I mean you had your oh my god what the fuck moments with Morgan and Rodriguez taking on Ronda and Shayna so it's like yep. you had so many things to kind of sink your teeth into and even if things didn't fully captivate you you were still glued to the tv and then hey boom if you want to really put the icing on the kick if you had a full course meal and you just want some fucking fattening dessert you want to go to fucking <laughs> outback or you want to go to fucking somewhere and just fill up on some carbs you had that fucking civil war match Word, that was your fudge brownie right there mm-hmm, yeah mm-hmm. your volcano brownies <laughs> like straight up um i i i'm just gonna accent because everything that you said goes along with what you said yesterday off the podcast and it's triple h is doing and he's getting the formula down mixing in these veterans kind of like wcw like you said mixing in the veterans with the young up-and-coming prospects um they're creating stars and they're you know he's realizing that it's just not one type coming to these shows this is a mixed bag of nuts so my product has to hit for everybody and captivate everybody and that's why we're seeing that like you said we had everything yesterday money in the bank and he's putting it out there because he knows every ass in the seat is different yeah it's just not for tv like vince and we're not banking on super youth like austin theory wasn't on this card did he need to be no right whatsoever right so like you had a lot of veterans on this card though you had a lot of cats that were like look the person who went to challenge Gunther yeah it was a pop because we're in London but homeboy Drew McIntyre is not a young cat anymore but you're banking on that star power and that appeal of who Drew McIntyre is of like this hulking force 
it's not the fact that he's back. It's the fact that we're going to get a one-on-one match, possibly at SummerSlam with him and Guther, and we know how good it's going to be because both of these talents are going to beat the shit out of each other. It's not about like, oh, it's a young cat getting an opportunity. Oh, you're giving these old cats opportunity. No, it's wrestler A has, has some gripe with wrestler B, and we're going to make that a story. Fucking simple storytelling right there. And that's what's needed sometimes, bro. Just that right there. Some simple storytelling. Some dudes that, oh, kind of like they did with Balor and, um, you know, Rollins. It was already mm-hmm. there. We, oh, y'all got to beef with each other? All right, so we're going to revisit it. We know y'all studs, so let's do it. Simple, simple, man, simple. Sometimes it's not that hard. It's not. It's, it's not. And they didn't even have their full roster. You know, this was a very lean pay-per-view. Only seven matches. And honestly, it works so well. It works well. Also, like you said, not a full roster. Austin Theory wasn't on it. Rhea Ripley did not defend her belt, Asuka. But we 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 paraded her around. We did, you know. We paraded her, and we made you see who our women's champ is. And we're gonna make you wait for the next event or Raw because she's gonna defend it against uh, this chick on Raw. So that's smart right there. They're like, okay, I want to see her wrestle. If I came here to see her wrestle, I'm not gonna see her wrestle. Well, I'll watch her Monday, you know. My only gripe, I would say, it's it's a very small gripe, because, you know, with the lack of women on this on this card, you really tried to elevate those tag team titles, and to some extent, they were with Ronda and Shayna, and Shayna holding oh. those titles. I felt like they had something going on, mm-hmm. but I feel like now we flip flopped again. What? Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I my fault, my fault, my fault. All right, I I get what you're saying. You had something, you could have had something. Yes, there you go. I still didn't see the allure of them, you know, putting a little bit of respect on them. Me, I would have pulled an audible. I would have been like, you know what? If you knew this turn was coming, you didn't have to fly these chicks out to London to do this turn. You could have did that turn on SmackDown and had Dawn and Alba go over. And just put your eggs on the basket with them for a little bit and see what they do. You could have easily pulled the plug and been like, let's go back to, to yeah. and live, you know, if it wasn't turning out good. But if you go, the masses wanted Dawn and Alba, you know, we, we, I, I say they fucked up. So then just do this turn real quick, have kind of bush out those titles in a way. So. It, it, it wasn't good for business. You make a strong, valid point there. Like, had this turn happened in that that unification match with both titles, and having Dawn and Fire go over, um, I wouldn't say it would have cemented them. It would have been great for them. Cause yeah, it would have been great. The biggest mm-hmm. story would have been Ronda and Shayna, but having both of those wrestlers for, who are right across the pond, you know, Scottish and whatnot, yep. taking on, you know, Liv and, and Raquel, I think would have been a better reception. They're, they play as better heels anyway together, so it would have worked out as well. Um, yeah, I, I, agree, I agree with you wholeheartedly on that one. That should have happened. But besides that, I mean, pretty damn good show. Yeah, um, it, w- it was a fun show, man, from top to bottom. I'm trying to think if there was one gripe for me. Um and it, it what we're just being nitpicky at this point, right? Yeah, I'm being nitpicky. I'm trying to find something just to nitpick, but Stefan even... Finn. Oh yeah, that 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 one's a that one's a gimme. That's not even a nitpick for me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel like that delivered. Um mm-hmm. I, I feel like for the the build that we had for this, which 
I enjoyed it for a bit, you know. I still enjoy Finn going Kudugar crazy on this dude. Um, the history is there. Seven years in the making. Um, it just didn't deliver in ring. I don't know what happened. I it's just like you know they they got shy. <laughs> like I don't know what the fuck happened, bro. It didn't it didn't it didn't reach that second level for me, and it was over too damn quick. I a, don't know what it was. I think it was a Damian Priest shit. I didn't care for it. Like like maybe we could have let that simmer down a tad bit. I would have loved to just let it just play out the way it should have played out. You know, we'll we'll talk about this later. We'll get into storytelling later on. But like this is the second time where I feel like this little Damian Priest interruption has ruined a, a pretty okay match. Not a great match, but an okay match. And when I say okay, I remember um it was like Edge and it was Edge and AJ Styles, WrestleMania, when Edge did the whole heel turn, right? And that was Damian Priest's spot. He just popped out of nowhere, just like emerged from somewhere, like hi, I'm here. And it distracted AJ and Edge got the win. The same shit <laughs> happened here. It's like Damian Priest, he got up his seat, distracted Finn, and he lost. So I was like, what the fuck are we doing here? Maybe that's the story right there. He wants to be the leader of the judgment day and take over, bro. Maybe. Maybe. That's the story. I feel but, like uh, do you feel like baby face is coming his way now for Damian now with this? A baby face? Um, yeah. Oh. Do I feel a baby face? Yeah, I can see a baby face, but would the fans embrace him as a baby face? Do you think he could get over with the fans, though? I think yes. I think. <sighs> the curious. Case I mean, I, embrace, it's, it's going to be weird because no, no, because I, I think face. I just think the U.S. run Damien Priest, you know, yeah. That he had with that strap. And I feel like he was over, but I don't feel like he was over, over. Because his only gimmick is that he's Puerto Rican when he's a baby face. That's it. That's it. Call me what is it, senor? Yeah. <laughs> senor in the bank. Yes. <laughs> it's already happening. It's already happening. You know what? You know what? And I don't I don't like Damien Priest speaking Spanish, bro. I actually think <laughs> he needs to hold up on the speaking Spanish, bro. Honestly. On it before where he would interject it like, you know, see that's the thing though. That's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. They're using the Puerto Rican aspect, you know, like that. That's all it is, bro. And it, it's kind of sucky because I really preferred him not speaking so much Spanish. Now, oye me, Kayla, I'm gonna smack him, or I'm gonna do this, or nah, bro. Like, no, so you say no. he sh- he shouldn't do a Rey Mysterio. He shouldn't when he gets no, confused. No, no, he should. <laughs> no, yeah, he should not do a Rey Mysterio. No, <laughs> no, no. Just keep because lost in promo. Entonces. Entonces, yeah. You know, let 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 Finn do all the tranquilo, tranquilo. <laughs> like, I'm all for that. But I don't know. There's just something that I don't like about it. It's weird. It's like maybe like you used to never do it, you know, and now you're doing it because, hey, we're going to get you over because you're Puerto Rican because of bad money because it is because yeah. of that. You get what I'm saying? So I'm just like, meh, I'm not behind it. It's hard because hard promoter has a baby face as well too, because he's a tall dude with tattoos. You know, very menacing when you look at him. It's hard with to mascara. <laughs> mascara. It's hard. <laughs> it's hard to with, with, with extensions of different colors and varieties. <laughs> Purple uh, extensions. Yeah. Um, oh as yeah. A, <laughs> as a heel, it works. It's like, what do you? Yeah, as a buddy? heel is. Yeah, it's a, I think it's a heel. He needs to run as a heel though, bro. Because he you, can't. You know, that's the thing, though. So, you got Finn. You got Finn. You got the looming Jordan Devlin, which I thought would have played out 
yesterday too, but that didn't happen either. Yeah, no, I thought that would have happened, but no. Um, yeah, I mean, but but I just don't think he's strong as a baby face. Mm. I just mm. don't think he is. I mean, am I happy with the win? Yeah, because I are you you are you still not feeling the fact that these winners can go for any title? Like that still doesn't do it for you? That it, it kills it. It kills it for me. It kills it in every way for me. I get what I get there's a there's a spontaneity with it. Like, you know, we're gonna be spontaneous. We're gonna go ahead and say, yeah, I'm gonna make you think it's the world title, but in reality I'm gonna go for the IC title. No, why? Like from what I've learned on WWE TV, all you need to do is just show up and Gunther will say yes or Austin Theory will say yes and there you go, right? Like, they'll give you a shot, so it's nothing like that. And if fucking Seth Rollins is giving shots, no problem, left and right. But, like, <laughs> like so, like, it's not like a fucking, like, like you're in this, like, ranking A sneak ball. attack, yeah, it's <laughs> not needed. Yeah. No, so it's like, I don't know, like, you kind of just devalue it a bit. I feel like that shouldn't never happen. Like, it, to me, it kills it. To me, it kills it undeniably because it, it, it when you won that, when you won the briefcase, it really was your intercontinental title run. It was like, we somewhat see you as a main eventer. Hold on to this and prove to us that you can be a main eventer. And that went from like, and yes, I will admit that the Money in the Bank briefcase has been diluted over the last like 10 years. I get it. To me, I really feel like it's because of the fact that instead of having people hold on to the briefcase and use it as a, as a way to do promos or matches, we just went, we're going to go for the surprise. Liv Morgan, you're going to cash it in. Uh, yada, yada, you're cashing it day one. You're cashing it today. You're cashing it tomorrow. Monday Night Raw. Why? Let them cook. Let them fucking cook. Let somebody fucking cook for you. You think people fucking cared about Seth Rollins when he won the Money in the Bank? I know you did, but like a lot of people, they're like, Seth Rollins? I don't see it. I don't see him as main champion. He's a small dude. And then Let, look what happened. He, he has the most successful one of all yeah. time. Let the motherfucker cook. Yeah. I, I feel like Liv could have benefited from promos with the money yeah. in the bank if you would just let her cook for at least a couple of months. Like, I, I don't know. I, I hate the fact that you're getting multiple titles involved with this. And I hate the fact that people try to do it instantaneously and just devalues, devalues it or the potential gets devalued and along the, the way as well, too. NXT titles are in play, right? Or not? Yep. I mean, okay. that's another shit that kind of rubs me off the wrong way ever since Royal Rumble. <laughs> like yeah. when they Royal Rumble when Charlotte Flair started doing it, like I'm gonna challenge the NXT title. I'm like, why? What are we doing? Yeah, it devalues what what standards were set by winning this competition or this yeah. briefcase. I I get it. I just think you know they're just in in a kerfuffle right now with, with what's going on with the bloodline and i think that they have a nice crop of talent on their hands and they just you know we can't shoot everybody up fast but let's just let's just be spontaneous with it let's just let these fans stick around and see what happens you get what i'm saying like i just think it's i'm not gonna lie for the first time i'm kind of pleased with the the batch of talent that wwe has right now i think oh. there's a lot of players the players involved, yes. Uh, I, the Matt, look, don't get it twisted. Uh, for anybody listening as well, too, I love the fact that Damian Priest is the Money in the Bank holder right now. It works for him. I think he deserves it. Were we wanting LA Knight? Of course. I think the whole fucking universe was wanting LA Knight. But I think that hopefully there's some more plans in place for this dude. 
but Damian Priest works out well. Like I said before, everyone could have worked out when that briefcase, even Logan Paul, for the horrendous bump that he took with Ricochet, I give that guy a lot of respect because they could have called the audible and just said, fuck this move, but they were like, nah. It's all or nothing. We're yeah. gonna break our necks doing this. Yeah, that's one thing that I do, um, you know, um, respect about Logan Paul. He's in this, but he's in it to take the bumps. He's in it to do everything. He's in it not to half-ass it and just for the check. You know, like this dude is really invested. We saw him get cut up yesterday. We see him every chance he gets. He's gonna take a high spot. You know, he does not give a fuck what it is. He's gonna take it. And yesterday with that Spanish fly, that bump on the table just shows the commitment that he has with this sport. You feel me? So I, I, I respect him. Yesterday, he got a little bit of my respect. I won't lie. Literally could have called the audible. Like, I can't do this. I'm just yeah, I can't call. do this. Mm-hmm. And he, he, he took fuck it. it. <laughs> he took it. That's why I respect him. Crazy. But yes, he did it. <laughs> the, yeah, man. The, like, like, like I was saying, the two dudes that I really respect, like, the last batch of celebrities is Bad Bunny and and Paul, bro. Like they're in it for everything to take the bumps, to have fun, living out their dreams, and I respect both of them. So, um, but we're not mad that Priest won. I just think um, I think it's great. I like the fact my fault for cutting you off. I like the fact that we got the the spontaneity aspect. As long as these players don't challenge for anything in NXT, um, I think it's fun. I think it's fun, like you said. Because you have a lot of people right now, you know, uh, LA Knight. What are we going to do with him? What are we going to do with Damian Priest? Because they're obviously giving him a push and they want to get behind him because they said they see star power in him. It's just like we have a lot of it's crazy. It's crazy because you look at AEW. AEW was the one that we were saying, bro, you got all this talent. You don't know what to do with it. But look at WWE. You got a lot of talent right now. You're kind of in that pickle, but you're using them correctly, though. Don't get me wrong. But it's like, y'all know who y'all want to fucking pull the trigger with. And then you got the Roman putting a cap on everything. Because they felt hungry. Yesterday, people looked hungry. Like, yeah. the men's money in the bank match, although I felt like the women's was a tad bit better. Oh, hell yeah. It was. All competitors looked hungry. They're like, we have an opportunity with a fan base that are, are going to go crazy. That most of them are highly educated fans. Like, the the response that Shinsuke got was fucking fantastic. It yeah. made Shinsuke feel like he was the old Shinsuke again. Ricochet, people knowing the the ref pro fights between Osprey and Ricochet from back in the day. LA Knight, who has no business being as popular as he is. He's being popular on, <laughs> on, on his own morals. <laughs> on him. He's This is a man banking on himself getting yeah. over. He is. He is, bro. I, I, and I and I, and I I love that. I love that. That for the age that he's at, and he's turning, he's churning out lemonade at a hundred percent, bro. Yep, like yep. banging on himself. You just love to see it, bro. You just love to see it. Cause, but a few years ago, we were talking about this dude. He's just happy to be in NXT. He's just he's here just to put people over and make people, you know. And look, little behold, fast forward a few years, this dude is over as fuck. It's just interesting to see how the level of respect people gave these guys and the, the level of hunger we saw from everyone as well, too. I thought it was a decent match. Even, like I said, even going into the next match with Liv Morgan and Raquel, I felt like they felt hungry as well, too. Um, and although we got that huge turn as well, too, in the, in the end of it, and it was a short match, it was like, like nine minutes, but the match yeah. itself wasn't bad. Like, there was a good formula going on in that match before the turn. Yeah, there was something oddly weird going on. I wasn't really enjoying. I mean, not saying that I wasn't enjoying it, but there was something that 
oddly was going on that I was like, okay, I'm I wasn't here for this, but I'm here for this right now. So, but then when I started getting into it, boom, here comes the turn. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what the hell? What are we doing? And then I felt like it was a very, very little cheap turn. I'm gonna just hit you in your back, bro. Like, yeah. I mean, this is Shayna Baszler. You could have just straight had her demolish her from the front, bro. You get what I'm saying? And just the fact that it was just this should have been done on, on SmackDown, bro. 100. That's what it was. It should have been done on SmackDown. But both of the... Bro, Liv Morgan, she was just... She was just... What? <laughs> 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 talking about taking bumps. About the, yes. Yeah, she was taking bumps. That, that Ronda was taking bumps with that Oblivion. <laughs> like, bro. But I'm not going to lie, though. I'm not going to lie. She may not cut a good promo. She may talk how she may talk. Her in-ring may be, you know, subpar for me. But she's showing the hunger and the will to wanting to get better, you know. And I respect that any day of the week, no matter who you are. And Liv Morgan is putting in that work, bro. And you're sold on Raquel, right? Like I know oh, we yeah, talking before yeah. that you're this character. I know we're we're on both fences, opposite uh, sides of the fence of it. But you're kind of more sold on this iteration of her. I'm just more sold on this iteration of her because this is where she needs to be. You know, okay. speaking speaking about players, you know, you look at the women's division right now. And as much as I love Raquel. EO's over her, you know. Everybody loves EO. So imagine throwing Raquel into a mix with EO, Rhea, Bianca, Asuka, um, Charlotte, Becky. You the know, one that's gonna get lost in that is Raquel. Yeah, you said that. You said all a lot of those names. Most of those mm-hmm. names were in Raquel's saddle run in NXT. This is true. This is true. <laughs> and this is this is true. But this is why we're just letting her marinate. Let her get her. Get a, get a little bit better because sometimes I mean her in ring has developed a lot better. Sometimes oh, yeah. I still see a little, you know, but I think she's at where she needs to be. And then once you know we we start sorting out things with these women, we just gonna put a trigger on her. We are gonna make her that badass that she was in NXT. So the, I'm loving the the slow burn with Raquel, bro. She she out of everybody in my eyes, she's the long term goal for your women's champion right now. I think I am a little sad, uh, slightly sad. Slightly, it's not even that sad, but slightly sad that the NXT women's tag team titles are not in the place anymore. It's okay. I just I like them because it gave a lot of women something to do in NXT, right? But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, there wasn't a lot of tag teams to begin with. So I understand. Do you like the fact that we're going back to those titles going to every brand? Like you could defend them on SmackDown, Raw, NXT, and it kind of gives everyone a chance now even nxt um to kind of get a shot of those titles yeah i mean i've always liked that you know and as you say it as well it feels very like territorial mm-hmm. we we bring our champion here you give us the best that you got and hell let somebody come up to them too on smackdown you know like hey we're here to challenge you i i think it just gives opportunities for people that need opportunities and put some shine on people that may not get shine you know and hell I'm not a fan of makeshift tag teams, but some of them work, and we can get something. You know, like, look at Raquel and Liv. They're working. So, like... How? I don't I, know. I Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know either, but there's something there, bro. Um, but I'm a fan of it. Are you iffy on it, or how do you feel about it? I just want to see what, we, what we're going to do with a lot of these women. We have a lot of women that got called up to the main roster, a lot of tag teams, you know. And a lot of them were makeshift. Like, I think Katana and Kaden, I think both of them are a great tag team. They finally got in, came into themselves, but they've been relatively silent since their debut. And I don't know. Are 
are we gonna stick with them as tag teams just to play it out with those titles or are we looking to split them up i'll be really honest i don't see uh um isla and, and alba staying together for another four months i think i was gonna ask you about that right now where do you see these two going yeah. i think they were made to definitely split up at one point i think that was always going to be the eventual goal i think they're golden by themselves to be honest like, yeah they have a fun thing going on right now and i can see it going forward but let's be real isla by herself can get over with no problem and i think alba is probably yeah, the could. hardest one only because the way she speaks it's real i'm not trying to be no, no no discrimination whatsoever but she has a really hard accent and it might be tough to get over especially as a baby face um yeah no to, to get over she definitely needs to be a heel i mean they both got hard accents let's be honest um but you can definitely understand one more than the other but i think something like that definitely works as a heel mm-hmm. um but do you think we're splitting them up because there's too much similarities with the coven down in nxt i mean in um impact nah nah i think wwe just <laughs> secure i think they're secure on their level i don't think they they look at impact they probably look at impact I'm like oh that's nice what you're doing over there we can do that <laughs> <laughs> straight, straight up straight up i don't think i think back in like 2010 maybe 12 they were like oh you know impacts doing some shit like you know mm, that, that bobby Roode's pretty cool but like right now i think they're just like oh they got another rascal back okay <laughs> yo <laughs> But hey, I'm I'm there for that. Speaking <laughs> about the rascal, I had to hit rewind real quick because I thought he was taking shots at Wesley, bro. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. You taking shots at Wesley? Like, what's going on here? <laughs> That's gonna be but, tough yeah. too. I, I, we'll, we'll get into that as well too. Yeah. Um, women's money in the bank match. Now, although I felt like it was sloppier than the men, and when I say sloppier, I mean I feel like they were too busy setting up spots rather than wrestling i felt like everything was just like well we gotta put a ladder here and we gotta put this in this direction because this spot's gonna happen and that's gonna happen and regardless of the sloppiness and the and the, and the, the spot handling i love the drama with everyone i love the fact that trish Stras came in there at her vieja age looking fine as hell but taking the amount of bumps that this bitch took was insane not needy it's like trish needs to do this this is you know she's a very successful person outside the wwe she does not need to do this whatsoever but she took some hits from falls yeah, she did. some smacks she took a lot of hits but i do love everything from the chemistry of her and zoe's gotten a lot better i love the the debacle of damage control with you know Eo and <laughs> bailey um, I just think that they had some great chemistry as well, too. Some comedy spots, but it was pretty fun. I think the only oddball to me, and you're going to be surprised, was Becky Lynch. I think Becky either feels bigger or feels lost in this equation. Hmm. I'm looking at the players. Um, yeah, I would have to say it's because she's bigger. And not it's not a shot to any of these women mm-hmm. whatsoever because Trish Stratus is in here. Mm-hmm. But Becky Becky is another wrestler, like we were talking about, Brian and Okada, that she transcends, you know, certain matches, certain the industry or a title. Or, or You know, so, I mean, she did feel a little oddball out, but she put in work. And I think yeah. she was a fun part of the match. But I, I can see what you're saying, that she does feel oddball out. 
But um, I think my fault. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say your Boricua princess over here is Lena Vega. How do you feel about her showing? She needs to stop with that fucking chancla. First of all, that's what I'm gonna just say. She needs to, she need to fucking stop with that. Chancla, bro. Listen, listen. Okay, she need, no. you got yeah, bro. You y'all doing a mockery of Puerto Ricans? Right that's now. what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm like <laughs> they're all in. in. They're all in on Puerto Rico, yeah. but like to like a detriment almost. Yeah, bro. Y'all really all in, but it's like hurting this shit because you got um, Damian Priest speaking Spanish. You got this chick with the chancla, bro. Then you got Logan Paul. We don't with no just for anybody listening we don't rep that dude out here in pr nope 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 um it's like bro like y'all really going into a detriment like you said but i mean she did have one of my favorite spots in the match with that you know that flip over powerbomb mm-hmm. like that was fucking ridiculous bro like they took bumps man and when i saw that i'm like holy shorties ain't playing so that was fire um well uh the the eo i thought we were gonna get i thought I thought we were gonna get really the the implosion of damage control, bro. Like, do you think we should have got it here or extend it as they're doing? Kind of like we're both holding the briefcase and Bailey, kind of like, kind of like a Christian and Junk, uh, Christian and um, Luchasaurus. Yeah, um, I don't mind it not imploding just yet because I feel like that's gonna be a story for SummerSlam. I think we need a nice little women's fight for SummerSlam that's not a title picture. Oh, oh I get it. My fault. My fault for cutting you up. It's, it's gonna be uh it's gonna be a du- war. <laughs> yeah it's gonna be a double cash in watch like no i'm cashing oh in. No, yeah i'm cashing i like in. that no. one too yeah that's what it's gonna be like and they're gonna fight in for who the fuck is gonna get the cash in you know i like so, that too i like that yeah. I like that better than what i was thinking i was thinking that you thinking? probably implode up until SummerSlam and have their own fight mm-hmm. with, with dakota in the middle as well too not knowing who to choose yeah um but she I should choose like- me but unfortunately that's never gonna happen (laughs) the abuse she takes (laughs) oh i do like the cash in idea better of like i want to cash it today no i'm cashing it i I do like that i hope they once again let them cook with it let it cook because there's so many stories you can tell with this briefcase and it gives uh, another level of character to eo like i see eo stepping out of her comfort zone speaking more english and not necessarily doing comedy like what i saw in the um, press conference as well too it's just like eo kind of sticking up for herself like yeah like i'm cha- i'm the money in the bank champion i'm the money in the bank mm-hmm. owner right now it's me yeah damage control is here and you know we're gonna share it but I did what I had to do. I proved that I'm the best here. Like I like that EO is be more vocal and not being a side character as well too. I think she's always yeah. needed to do that. I just it's it's hard for number one to adapt to a new language and to adapt to a new audience, and two to really catch fire twice. Like she caught fire on her second iteration of of NXT with the whole you know kind of like zombie kind of character that she was doing yeah. EO EO. And mm-hmm. we all thought that that was the character to take to the WWE, to the main roster. And it didn't translate as well. And now she's trying to formulate something different and it's starting to catch more and more and more. I think that we just let her develop a little bit more and she'll be on that level where everyone's going to fucking love her. Because she is the future of the of the women's division. Asuka, I'm sorry, Asuka, I give her about a good two or three more years she's left. She's always going to be a joke, yeah. Yeah. Asuka, yeah, she's... I mean, she... she, she tra- as much as I hate to say it, she's she a transitional champion right now, bro. Mm-hmm. We're we're just um uh 
we're just uh damn what's the word that i'm trying to look for we're uh wow we're feeding off of we're abusing this clown gimmick you yeah. know because this is what everybody wanted so we're gonna give it to you super watered down you're a transitional champion until somebody that we figure out you know so but um i do i do agree that i like eo you know that just shows the talent that she is that you can catch fire twice not a lot of people can do that so um but i do love the fact that she's speaking more english she, you know standing up for herself like you said and that's the eo that i like all right, here's 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 a million dollar question for you. Mm-hmm. Out of two money in bank, I guess uh, holders, who cashes? Who's who's gonna be successful in cashing it in? Oh, okay. Who's gonna be successful at cashing it in? Um, I'm gonna say EO. Mm. Yeah, I'm gonna go EO because I feel like we're in a pickle with Damian Priest unless we're gonna let him cook, like you said. Unless we're gonna let him cook, but we got that, we got the the Finn Balor looming over him. You know, there's no way that I see right now Seth Rollins losing that strap. There's no way I see Roman losing that strap to the cash in right now. So Roman is safe. Let's just say that Roman is safe from the cash in. Um, but as far as for Rollins, I don't see him losing that right now. You know, he's hot. But you know how I feel wrestling fatigue with Rollins. But I think yo, man, if I do see a cash in attempt, I don't I don't it's weird, man, because I don't see Gunther losing that title anytime soon either. And I don't think he should go for the US strap. He's above the US strap. So that's why I'm saying I think he's not gonna have a successful cash in. What do you think? I would have agreed with you if you had never mentioned that whole debacle of them trying to cash in together, Bailey and and EO. Because now I'm thinking that's what's going to cost the, the money cashing. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I think one of them is going to try to cash in, and then the other mm-hmm. it's going to be like the little bell rings, and the other person is going to interrupt it. Yeah, I can I can see that. You know, I definitely because I thought about that as well, but some way somehow I think Oscar will pull some fuckery and you know kind of get the one up on on Bailey. But I unfortunately do see Damian Priest going for the IC title. Ugh. That's the only one that he could go uh, for, bro. Yeah, that's the only one he could go for. But it has to be a, a fuckery cash in, you know? Like, it's just done in the past, bro. The ultimate opportunity is because you don't want to hurt Gunther either. That's going to hurt Gunther too, though, in my opinion. Like, you have this historic, like, I don't want to see that. This epic fucking, <laughs> fucking destroying. general. Word. He's going to go to war with Drew McIntyre, be big men slapping big men. You know, chest slaps all day, and Medium then on me. <laughs> yeah, straight up, and then you hear Damian Priest coming out like, "Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, it's time for me to be Mister Intercontinental Champion." And no, I don't want that shit right now. Like, <laughs> I would have rather Damian cash it in on Seth because to me would have meant something. It would have definitely mm-hmm. meant something. But I could get into it right now. I feel like that. Uh, title yeah it's grown on me but it's just another variation of the ic title it's not the main title yeah no the title the title is fun i like the title but i think like you said going back to let him cook let's let rollins have mm, SummerSlam. Eh, maybe maybe a little bit after SummerSlam. cash in you know because People gonna get wrestling fatigue with Rollins. Let's be honest. As much as you love, we are ready. We are. We are ready. And it's gonna. Yeah, that's how we feel. And it's gonna lose the allure, the luster. Once it starts getting like that, bro, have Priest cash in. They had a great match. You know, I mean, at at Raw, 
don't even have to be a straight cheesy cash in, you know, something like, yo, oh yeah, Bobby, I'm gonna challenge you man to man, you know, like <laughs> let 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 me paint the picture for you. I doubt it's gonna happen, but I'm gonna paint it for you. We let it cook. We don't even touch Judgment Day, like no civil war right now. Cause I feel like that's happening all over the place right now. Just let it Yeah. Let it simmer down a tad bit. actually let um priest go over rollins let's say survivor series let's just say that let's just give it a couple more months right and we have the big celebration priest gets the title and you have the evolution moment of they drop damien on his head first of all it's gonna be Rhea Ripley hosting that dude up, yes. right? Because ain't nobody yes. else gonna host him. A thousand percent. <laughs> ain't gonna be nobody else to hoist that big Mommy's dropping that dude down. <laughs> um Yeah, it's kinda like you got too big, you know, for your bridges, bro. Mm-hmm. Like I kinda like that. I like that. You know, it's like, okay, you do that. We're all in, you know, like, yeah, you know, fuck it, we got another champion here. Hoist him up. Fuck that. To add even more heat. Dom does the thumb down, bro. Yeah. Thumb down. (laughs) Drop him. I'm telling you. Yeah. That's a great picture. You just painted, bro. (laughs) But it would have to be the eventual priest losing to maybe a Finn. And I just don't know if Finn. I don't think he's in that spot right now to have a strap, bro. I don't think he's been in for a while, man. I think we always knew that it was going to be hard for Finn to be a top guy on the main roster. And it's not just his style. It's just it's something. I feel like there's still something holding him back. I don't know what it is. I, I, I don't. I think. Could it, could it be? Could it? Could it be that? I'm not saying he hasn't transitioned well, because obviously he has transitioned well. He's successful out here. But could it be just that? he feels more comfortable and he's synonymous with the European scene that he can just let loose more comfortable. I don't know. I'm just trying to think of something. Like, trying to see yeah. Spark what it is for you. I think probably I th- when he was in New Japan or in general wrestling outside the WWE the demon character was never this alternate force that he taps into. Mm-hmm he would fucking cosplay as whatever he wanted to do he'd still be Fergal fucking Devin <laughs> you know it's just he just dress up as Venom today and he will you yeah. know cool and I think that creativity there's a lot of there's a lot of creativity that's missing from Finn and I feel like even with this Judgment Day stuff, he's she's been trying to cook with it as much as possible with the masks and the outfits Tranquilo. It's not him. The Spanish. No. <laughs> I think <laughs> the I think, bandanas. Yeah, the bandanas. Yeah, I love it. I think the most comfortable for me, at least, that I have seen Finn Balor, and it's because you hit the nail on the head. It's Fergal Devitt I, when he was doing the whole Prince Balor thing. You know, yep. I think that's the most comfortable I've seen him in WWE, and that was him truly shining because. That's who he is, and that's all we got, like in New Japan and stuff like that. I, 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 it could be that, bro. It could be that he still feels a little, you know, circumcised. Like, yo, I can't do this. I can't do this to the fullest extent. Yep. So it could be that. But maybe, maybe we could see him. I would like to see that evolution callback. You know, having like the Orton being 
ho- hoisted up. Everyone happy to see that this guy won the title, and then boom, thumbs down. We get that going into maybe Royal Rumble. That would be fun. <laughs> now you got me thinking about Sammy Callahan. Thumbs down. <laughs> thumbs down. <laughs> I'm done, but um, but um, yeah, the the women's money in the bank was the tonight, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Nah, Cody Rose and Dominic. That was just a match. I'm surprised that Brock didn't show up to set up the SummerSlam. But you know what? Hey, not everything needs to be on the pay per view. Mm-hmm. And Brock's like, I'm not flying all the way to <laughs> Europe. I'm not doing them London folks. What them teas and crumpets, spotted dick. I ain't doing <laughs> that. <laughs> Smoking fags out there. What do you mean? What? <laughs> <laughs> Um, not too much to really ride home about that match. Um, yeah. let's, get, let's get into the main event. All right, all right, all right. Uh, did it live up to expectations? Okay, tell me first. Yeah, because I'm 50 50 on it. Did it live up to expectations? Um, I'm gonna say yes for me, and bear with me. I'm not talking about the action. I'm talking about the story being told. Yeah. You know, because, but action wise, in in a way, no, it really didn't live up to it because, you know, Paul Heyman on the pre-show was selling it. What Roman is going to do is just going to be, you know, you got to look away. It's going to be You want a blood. You want a blood in this. I, I wanted color. We didn't get color. Yeah. I still think the color um, was needed. Um, I'm I'm laughing right now because I'm watching Money in the Bank and the Trish Stratus spot where she throws herself on the ladder and goes up. <laughs> Damn, Shorty, you distracted me right now. Um, but um, it was needed. But I'm gonna say it lived up for me at least because of the story that was being told. You know, it's like everything from the Usos to Solo. You know, before we deep dive into it, because I want to get your opinion. I, I think story wise. It blew the fucking lid off of what was being done and told. Do you feel like it lived up to the hype? From the story aspect, yes. From 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 the story aspect, from top to bottom, I felt like it was there. The drama was there. There was even little spots that I that I was just watching, like everything. You know, still alive for Jurassic Park, spare no expense. I really feel like even every little emotion, facial expression. They spare yeah. no expense. They're, 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 that part, which I don't agree with that much, but I understand what it meant to the story. Like, I don't agree with the Usos kicking out of, like, the fucking Spike-Spear combination. I thought that was devastating for anyone. <laughs> so, like, for them to get yeah. out, I was like, oof, like, you kind of killed that move on Arrival. Like, that's the first time I think they ever used it, and that was epic. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty epic, though. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> but you take that aside, the expression... On Roman giving up and then Solo yeah. looking at him like, yeah. my nigga, what the fuck are you doing yeah. right now? I that was, was the like, moment for me. Yep. I was like, what are we doing? But then again, I was like, all right, is this the moment where we, we see like Solo kind of big up a little bit? But it wasn't really. It was just like, I'm kind of still falling in line of Roman. Like, look what I'm doing, Roman. I'm going to jump on this <laughs> dude on the table and miss heroically. <laughs> <laughs> That was an epic splash though. He did miss heroically. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say yes and no to what you said because that was the moment for me where he, he looked at him just like so like disgusted. 
disgusted exactly like you're the tribal chief pull your shit together this, you, you ain't no tribal chief he looked at him like that like bro i'm disgusted in you you're panicking you're you're getting flustered you're almost crying you're acting like a child and i'm following you like nah bro i'm the alpha but then you know i say yeah he fell in line but before falling in line he gave him that little bro get your head in the fucking game you know he's the one that initiated the action started beating these dudes up again like bro come on what the fuck you doing so that that was the moment for me right there like you said and i'm like okay from the face expressions to even bro paul Heyman, just yeah when they kicked out you just saw the horror in his face like what are we seeing right now you know and then yes that move got kind of a little bit you know bushed out but it just showed to to the usos what it means what it is they they you gotta kill me you know for me to lay down for you and i think everything was great um let's go full circle everything started with jay and roman and jay pinning roman and nearly after three years i think that was just so beautiful bro i think that was even better than the title right now you know i i was thinking about that as well too i think i'm gonna ask him what you just said i think it's bigger than the title because you were saying the other day that like this could only end with someone from the bloodline taking the title away from roman i think we surpassed that now i think this win right here is bigger than jay beating roman for the title so I think yeah. we're not going to get that. I, I think someone random is going to get that title. It's whatever at that point. This yeah. was bigger. Yeah, because I think, as you said in past podcasts, where this storyline does not need the title. Yeah. Because this storyline is bigger than the title right now. What is going on? And we can do this without the title. And that was proven yesterday that this win was fucking huge for Jay and it transcended the title. It was fucking awesome. Now, do we get Jay and Roman at SummerSlam? I definitely think that's the spot to go to. I think. Yeah. I was going to be more convoluted and say, yeah, you just put like, you know, uh, another match with Solo and Jimmy, but I don't think that's needed. I think just having those two backing them up would be good enough. Yeah, they could be enforcers for. for yeah. For, for their partners, you know, this dude for Roman and then this dude for um, his brother. Do, depending on any result or whatever, do we get there? Do we get solo turning? Because mm. solo turn is brewing, but how long would you wait more? I think there's still more legs to this story. And okay. I think we're going to put a small little caveat right there on, because we could, we could, if we really want to throw another War Games out there for Survivor Series, we could really have Team Usos versus Team Roman and Solo and then maybe have Solo turn around that time. Like, that would be good enough for Solo. Even, like, even Rumble time. Like, oh, Solo's in the Rumble. He's going to ensure himself to get a shot. But is he going to really turn on Roman? Would he go for Roman? You could really play with that right there. Maybe Roman costs Mm -hmm. Solo the title of the the Royal Rumble spot right there somehow. That's, I feel like, that's as far as we can go. Um... Yeah, but I think we're going to be slowing down on possibly the Usos and Roman, maybe at if we're going to do another War Games. Okay, so I want to ask you a question because, once again, we've been seeing little... The name of The Rock has always been kind of connected to this. We've seen little, you know, moves being done, little tidbits. We saw yesterday the Uso doing the Rock Slap, you know? Does The Rock need to put his name on this storyline, or would it put it be a blemish? I mean, from a, from a financial aspect, I think The Rock probably needs to get back into wrestling because he ain't doing so <laughs> hot right now. 
with a lot of his ventures. <laughs> bro, that that that's karma right there. You know, you be greedy, you go into the business for yourself. What's going on, bro? Exactly. No, that ass. That ass, bro. Though. That's true. Yeah, because he was a dude that you know he was a very much a od philanthropist, giving, helping, and now he want to go into business for himself, sign contracts for himself. What's happening? You reap what you sow sometimes, bro. But yeah. I don't know, man. Like. I, don't, I, I think the story's bigger than The Rock at this point. Like, mm-hmm. I think if you want to throw The Rock in, you throw The Rock in as a heel. If you want to add a new wrinkle to Roman, like a little more story to Roman, more character now, I think let the bloodline fall. Let everything fucking crumble before him, even title, and then throw The Rock in. Be like, yeah, you see, you failed. I succeeded. Even, you know, you just play with that right there. Like, I succeeded in and out, and I still had my family by my side. You? You thought you were shit. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, I've, I have I never need to call myself a tribal chief. Why? Because I'm the rock. Oof, right there. <laughs> right there. I do like that. I do like that picture that you painted, yeah. And but I... Roman has a sympathetic baby face. Like, you know what? I fucked up. I fucked up everything. I took everyone for granted. This is my redemption story. I have a year of redemption for Roman. Stupid, stupid. Yes, straight up. <laughs> you know what, though? I mean, let's be honest. This is something that I think about all the time. After this, where does Roman go from here? He doesn't need to do nothing else, bro. Is this, yeah. like, I mean, obviously the dude is a young cat. He got it. He got, he got a kid, a family. What what are you gonna do after this, bro? Like you, the wrestling industry right now. I I don't see nothing else for him after this, bro. It's crazy. Because you need someone to be on equal playing field that is a little younger or ready to take that spot, right? So like, in order to for Roman to honestly step down as the face, you have to have someone hungry enough to take that from him. It's not a Cody Rhodes. It's someone that. It's in the mist right now that's building. That's building that can captivate an audience, you know? And there's people there. Like, if you really want to strap the strap, strap the rack, rock, I'm all messed up. Rocking <laughs> on somebody yeah. that has the makings to be a superstar on two different levels, like a rock and an Austin, you have LA Knight. Like, yeah. if you really, really thought about it, like, is uh, the amalgamation of Rock mm-hmm. and, and Austin together? He really is, bro. He really is, because you know, um, my dad said the same thing, bro. My dad, like, he was like, bro, he reminds me of Austin and a Rock. I'm like, that's what he really is. <laughs> you gotta pivot. You gotta pivot, and you gotta make it. You gotta take him seriously. Like at this point now, you really need to like look at your players and say, okay, Rowan probably has a good two more years left as top person, right? In those two years, who am I making? Who am I building up to be the person to grab that ball and say, the WWE is mine? It's not Cody Rhodes. The crowd is going to get fatigued by him in the next year or so. That's just how it's going to happen. It's not going to be Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes will eventually get that title run. He will, but it's not going to be the all, be all end all. It's going to be someone in the background that's hungry enough to say, this is my shit. This is my show. This is everything. It's not Rollins, unfortunately. Rollins, I think this is the best he's ever going to be. He is never going to be on Roman's level. Never. Never, 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 never. I'm sorry. Like, as far as superstardom goes, 
people can yeah. cheer from all he wants, but like that's it. That's this is this is your highest mark right here. So that's that. So I don't know. I think LA Knight, and I'm trying to think of someone right now. I just, it's hard for me to picture. Mm, I'm trying to think as well, man. I think it's LA Knight. Depending how this, uh, no, 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 no. Gunther could be that evil person, and I don't yeah. mind an evil person like your Iron Sheik, your fucking Volkov, <laughs> Nikolai Volkov out there, you know, parading. But that you need a Captain America. Yeah, I, I don't know if you want Cody Rhodes to be your Captain America. Mm, it's a tricky question, bro. It's a tricky question because I, I wouldn't mind a Gunther because you know I don't feel like there's been a top heel face of you know European descent for such a long time you know and I think that would be pretty cool it'll be a homage to old school days but I don't know it's tricky man right now it's gonna I think it's gonna be somebody left field bro it'll or maybe <laughs> yes <laughs> well let's let's slap the turnbuckle right here for money in the bank uh, you know what I'm gonna go first with this one I'm gonna give it yeah. three slaps Ooh, three slabs. Somebody thinking ballsy like me? Because I was thinking that too. But go ahead. Let me hear you. Why? Oh, shit. Yes, buddy. Yeah. Yes, boy. <laughs> yes. Yes, boy. Um, I just think I had a lot, loads of fun. Loads of fun from top to bottom. I thought every match meant something. And they were all different. Even the men's money, the banks, and women's were different. Different, like, showcases and whatnot. I think everyone had a great time. Everyone felt hungry. I think the matches felt important. And even if, you know, the Cody Rose and Dom didn't feel as important, you try to give some rub to Dom. I know we've been thinking about Dom and what his eventual trajectory is as well, too. Whatever the case is, he got some shine on his pay-per-view. I think there was a lot of oh-my-God moments. Even Cena popping up and riling up the crowd to, you know, talk about the mania in London. Um, Grayson Waller trying to get that rub off of Cena as well, too, so he could feel a little bit relevant in his injury status right now. So I think there's a lot of surprises a lot of fun moments you could you could leave i felt like you left this this pay-per-view if you're alive super satisfied so fucking happy and even as watching it on on tv i think you left of it early thinking about it so like damn that was a pretty damn good show i got the whole day to marinate off of this it was a pretty damn good show so i think when you leave the audience like that from live to from live spectator to a tv spectator i think that's a successful program right there man like if you really have more thumbs up and thumbs down yeah that that's that's a great show yeah bro i agree um i i was thinking three as well because everything that you said um everybody was hungry it was a fun show the crowd was a big part of it for me as well i think the crowd was super invested knowledgeable and hungry after such a long time now they got a an event here um the the matches felt important even matches that i wasn't really that into I kind of ended up enjoying, like you said, the Dom and Rhodes, uh, the hell, the Gunther and um, Matt Riddle. Yeah, I wasn't really invested in that, and that actually turned out to be a decent match. Then to seeing Drew McIntyre come out, um, there was something for everybody, and the matches. That's what I think. Like you said, from seeing how some players slacked in Forbidden Door here, nobody slacked, bro. Everybody just went and did their damn thing, bro. And then, you know, a little bit of the press conference leaked into that as well. So, it, it left me satisfied, bro. I, I didn't watch Collision, I'll be honest. I didn't watch Collision, man, because I got my wrestling, you know, fixed with this. Now, here's the thing, though. 
when we're looking at our shows in a week, it's really hard, man, because we had, let's say, if we want to do a full week, we had Forbidden Door Sunday ending off with Money in the Bank and Collision Saturday. Do we want to count pay-per-views as our shows, or do we want to just stick it to the to oh, live yeah, TV? It. Yeah, you want to count? Man, All right. Do it, do it, do it, do it. I, if we're going to count these pay-per-views, I, 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 I got to say Money in the Bank wins it for this week. Money in the Bank? Ooh, over Forbidden Door? Yeah, straight up. Wow, I thought I thought Forbidden Door was gonna be it for you because of that Brian and Okada match, bro. Shit. It almost was, almost was. It had Money in the Bank not been in place, yeah, definitely. All right, all right, I like that. That's very ballsy, and it just ups the Annie's now. You know, adding pay per view since it is. Um, my favorite show of the week. You're not gonna see it coming. As much as I love Money in the Bank, I love Money in the Bank. Money in the Bank was fun. My favorite show of the week is, bro. Wow, women's of wrestling, bro. Yes, that, that was my favorite show of the week. I'm gonna shine some, <laughs> yes. yeah. I'm gonna show some love to Wow, bro. You know, I think AJ, um, AJ Mendez is doing her thing with that program. Also, I found out that not only is she dabbling in there, Jeannie Bus, the mm-hmm. owner of the Lakers, she's dabbling in that too. And I think they're putting on a great, fun show because at the end of the day. It's about having fun and just enjoying wrestling over the top characters. Let's go back to having some over the top characters. Wow has it, you know? They're not afraid of funky gimmicks out there, man. Like one of my favorite gimmicks is like I told you, the exiles. These shorties are like ninjas coming out with nunchucks and sticks, bro. And then you got, yeah, I'm telling you, bro. And then you got some shorty ice cold. Fucking phenomenal, bro. She's like a little killer. Like, you know, she looks like a sub-zero almost. And it's super fun. It's only like an hour, but or half an hour. I think it's an hour. Yeah, it's like super fucking fun, man. I haven't had that much fun. The production. This is one thing that I love about it. Some people may get rubbed off the wrong way. It looks very dingy, old school. Homage to Glow, you know. So I fucking love it. My favorite show of the week was Wow, bro. Women's wrestling. I'm yeah. super happy for you, brother. Like that. Yeah. That makes me smile so much because <laughs> I've been low-key loving some WoW as well too because of simplicity. I think it, they're in their own yeah. corner and they love being in their own corner. Like they're not like, mm-hmm. hey, we need to be like everything else in this world. Um, I think that they're out there to ah, just showcase fun women's wrestling. Yeah. In a world where everyone's trying to be the best place for women's wrestling out there, I think they just like, yeah, we have chicks here. We have a good time. We have characters. And hey, if someone can get spotted from this and make a name for themselves out of this organization, we did our job right. And yeah. fuck it. Like, why not? Like, I, you know, if, it's hard because when we throw these pay per views in, because something like WoW does get left in, in the dust a little bit. Because, like, Impact, I, for all the bullshit that's happening with Impact, I still think their best story so far mm. is the Marshall Slamovich and um, Kelly Kelly. Kelly, yeah. I think that's just not 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 that's the fact that gives yeah. me wood, but it's also <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, that's that's it. That's the bonus right there. Against the woods. <laughs> it's just a fun dynamic of like two crazies yeah. turning into one unrelenting force right there. Um, God, I love that story as well too. And even with Impact bringing back, you know, your boy Zachary Wentz. Um, trying yeah, to that was awesome. It's yeah. good to see. I think I think it's fun. You know what I find really interesting too is that they're in this story, but they already kind of injected themselves into the Motor City Machine Gun story, which they're the main champions. So does this elevate the Rascals into like main eventers or? Oh hell yeah! Know. Oh but, hell yeah! Because we not we we, take, we we letting them do their thing now, like bro, we letting them do their thing, like 
we no longer see them as a tag team. Like, we can legitimately see you now as single competitors, you know? Definitely, bro, I'm I'm, I'm being it like this, bro. It's going to be once versus Saban and Trey Miguel. Well, no, no, I forgot. Fucking Nick Aldis. You see why we exactly. don't need Nick Aldis? Exactly. You see why we don't need Nick Aldis, bro? Fuck you, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that's an eventual goal then? Like, I don't know. It's weird. It has to be. It has to be. It has to be. It has to be. Sorry for cutting you off. But now it has to be an eventual goal because if we're interjecting them with the most city machine guns, we know they both have single titles. That has to be the long run, bro. Term right there. Nick Aldis will be doing the job. I don't know, man. For some reason, I feel like Aldis is going to capture that Slammiversary and then it's going to be Motor City Machine Guns relegated to the tag team division again. Mm, okay. It was a wet dream. <laughs> like, nah, nah. You know what? I may be speaking out about my, I may be speaking out my ass, but I'm going to go with oldest doing the job of anniversary. Um, and we're going to get Trey Miguel versus Alex Shelley, which is going to be a fucking banger, bro. And then we get Saban and once another banger. Another one. <laughs> I don't disagree. Like I think like if, if we just take the glasses off of Aldis and other people in that division and just strictly say, you know what, we're really gonna roll with Shelly, I could see it. I I could. Yeah. Is he if if you do this that we're saying, if you roll with Shelly like this, I'm with it for him being champ. You know, like I'm with it. But if you wanna just keep, you know, if you wanna take the strap off and just put it on all this, then no. If he's just gonna be transitional, but we'll see. You know like, what? We're we're gonna exclude pay-per-views. So let's, let's make that rule right now. This is almost unfair, right? It's like almost unfair to have these like huge events surpass yeah. like a Raw or SmackDown or NXT. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take my choice out out the door. I'm gonna mm-hmm. I was leaning like if we took it out, I was leaning toward NXT. But yeah. I'm gonna go impact because of when oh, yes. <laughs> From Slamovich and Killer Kelly to the Wentz reveal to yeah. just everything happening with this company, still trying to be the little engine that could. It's still a fun fucking show from yeah. top to bottom. They're in their own little corner as well, too. But you know what? They have fun in their own corner, just like wow. I like that pick, bro. I like that pick. Yeah, so from now on, we, we, we'll, we won't put pay-per-views in here. I like that pick because, like you said, you know, they had a, a little weak impact um, the other week. This one was a lot more stronger. Um, they're having fun. Believe it or not, for me, once coming back felt big, felt huge, you know? Like, the prodigal son returned home, you know? Yeah. So, like... That was awesome. The the reveal of Masha and this chick, you know, all jokes aside, like you said, that's a tag team that I am super behind, bro, and invested. And I want to see these two crazy shouties, you know, bring the pain because they can. So I'm super invested in that. Um, what has felt a little bit lackluster for me is just like, you know, Steve Macklin. I thought he was doing so good. And now he's just like here in the Scott Demore match. But everything else is good, man. Even the women's division is fun, you know, with Trinity being injected there. Yep. With Jay Vidal slapping the shit out of Trinity. Bro, bro. Trinity <laughs> having intergender matches. I think that's yeah, a good bro. To her right there. I think she's she probably never thought she was going to do this in her life. Now she gets bro. to have fun wrestling again. Bro, 100. Like, I see Trinity and I see um, Sasha Banks at what they're doing, bro. I'm like, I'm happy for them. Like, I don't understand how people can hate. These shorties are going out there, living their dream, having fun, you know, transcending what they set for themselves, man. And it's it's, it's fucking awesome. It's easy, bro. When you're part of the machine and you're you're just 
loyal to a fault to one thing, you're always gonna shit on anything else. That's what anything. Yeah. You know we. That's true. We you you would have thought like us right now being so like high you know giving money in a bank with so many high regards or like some WWE marks we give a lot of criticism to the WWE because we know they could be this good but they choose not to that's why we get like yep. this and the same thing goes to AEW we get high on Collision or things as well too but we know that they have their faults because they should be better than what they're producing right now yeah. instead of these little small little spots like oh good show here bad show there good show here bad show here. They should be throwing A-plus shows all across the board. Or doing dumb stuff like having your champion in a jobber squash match. Yes, like, what exactly. are you doing? Opening up your collision Saturday night. No, you're fucking up. But no, yeah, man. Like, um, So I do like the, the impact pick, bro. I like it. I like it a lot. No, I like bro. it, too. All right, guys. So we're going to get out of here on this one. Uh, we have um, Elite Wrestling Audios on all podcast platforms. Of course, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, uh, Amazon Music, and more. Elite Wrestling Audios on all facets of social media from Twitter, which Twitter hasn't been that kind. Like, do you want to go on a Twitter rant real quick? <laughs> what happened with Twitter? No, no. Let's go. Yeah. What? What? Just the bullshits with Twitter. <laughs> oh, with the with the calves, with yeah, the lemons, yeah. bro. Yeah, no, that 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 joint is dumb as hell, man. Like, you got six hundred tweets that you can see for verified account, unverified three hundred a day, bro. That goes in a heartbeat if you're following mad pages. Like, yeah, we 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 got kind of stumped yesterday during the pay per view, putting up results and stuff like that. Yep. So, um, yeah, it's it's weird, but if y'all want to follow us and interact and have a good time, <laughs> like. Definitely, <laughs> no, I'll be nice. <laughs> definitely, definitely, y'all gotta hit up on TikTok. TikTok is getting mad traction, believe it or not. No, no, that ass, bro. It's TikTok, true. Yeah, TikTok is getting the hell of traction. Great conversations going on out there. Interaction, you know, everybody's interacting with us out there. Yeah, definitely hit us up. Hell, you might see me dancing a little jig with an AI filter on. Bro, Go follow that. <laughs> I, I, I'll put this out right now for the people that, that do follow us on Twitter and interact with us because they've been pretty fun with us lately. They've been pretty loyal, which is hilarious. Um, <laughs> Yeah, if y'all hilarious. want us to go, hilarious. If you want us to go on a, maybe a live TikTok, maybe do a live result and whatnot, we'll do it and whatnot. Oh, hell um, yeah. Just to see, you know, what the traction is on that side. But yeah, if, um, um, Elite Wrestling Audio on on TikTok, a lot of great people out there just having fun with us, mm-hmm. great opinions. And even if you have bad opinions, fuck it, why not? You know, we we love we love the love, we love the interaction. Okay, yeah. Whether y'all hate on us, because we got a few of those on on Facebook as well, we out there. But you know, that's still love. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought about it. I thought about I thought about making a Facebook again, just getting on that, just fucking flaming people. Do bro. it, <laughs> do it. Get into the metaverse again with Facebook. Get into the Zuckerberg. Yes, get, get into Zuckerberg. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Facebook and Instagram as well too. But yeah, we just appreciate all the love and listens and this just the yeah. fun stuff that we're doing right yeah. here. We just want to have fun. Yeah. Um, nothing. We actually we have a slightly decent week so far when it comes to wrestling. So it's just a regular show. So we should have a pretty full conversation of all the um, Monday through bro. Saturday shows next week. Yeah, bro. There's no event coming up, so it's a full slate of just shows, like you said, bro. Like I was, I was telling my pops, I was like, "Yo, bro, we got wrestling now every day." Like we got the Raw, I do the NXT and I do the CMLL on Tuesdays because I Ooh. watch it on YouTube. And then you got the Dynamite, bro. That's why sometimes I'd be like, if I could skip one and just catch up results real quick, it'll it'll be you know Dynamite. Mm-hmm. But you know I'm still there for the fellas. And then you got the Impact, bro. 
we be doing it all. <laughs> like it's crazy. <laughs> well, then I appreciate you for always coming on and giving your your hundred ten percent. Hundred ten percent. That's why right now it's hundred ten percent. You go out there, give it hundred ten percent. I'm done. <laughs> as no, always, it's, a brother. Ple- it's it's a pleasure as always, bro. Yeah, man. And hopefully everybody have fun listening to the craziness, bro. To the next one. To the next one, brother. Talk to you later, man. Later, bro. Thank you.